everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about the most overlooked reasons why you're not losing weight. Now, when people approach weight loss, typically they tend to focus on the calories, right? You're either eating to consume less calories or you're working out to consume less calories. That's kind of the focus. But there's a lot of like subtle extraneous factors that are probably having a huge impact on your ability to consume less calories or to get yourself to work out. And we're gonna talk about those because once you understand those and you focus on these, I think it highlights uh, a level of weight loss that no one ever thinks about. And it's a huge part of what your results are gonna be. So um, we'll go through what I think is order. And a lot of these are just kind of lifestyle habits that the more you focus on them, the better your results are gonna be. And the less you focus on them, and if they're a problem, they're gonna sabotage a lot of your results. So it's important that you recognize these. So we start with sleep. Are you getting enough sleep? And if you're tired, uh, it's it's so dramatically damaging to your weight loss. First of all, when you're tired, you start craving unhealthy foods and your ability to say no to them goes way down. So focusing on getting more sleep is focusing on losing weight at the same time. It's a leveraged activity that's gonna help you and support you. And without it, it's gonna make it a lot harder. Uh, the next thing is hydration. You know, are you drinking enough water? Now, what's enough water? Uh, that's something you got to figure out. Rule of thumb is half your body weight in ounces. That, that's a good amount of water. Um, that might be the ideal. You know, even half of that's at least probably enough. But are you there? You know, if you're not um, hydrating yourself, if you're dehydrated, first of all, your body can misinterpret that as hunger and your body gets more uncomfortable because a lot of like a cartilage in your joints, for example, is 80% water. And so when you're dehydrated, your body is more uncomfortable. Your muscles get more cramps, they're tighter. And when we're in pain or dis, you know, uncomfortable, we tend to want to eat more. And again, have less ability to say no to it. So focusing on your hydration is focusing on your weight loss. Um, are you relaxed and are you taking at least some time to breathe properly, right? If you're tense all the time, your body is getting filled with cortisol that is triggering you to hold on to weight. And a lot of times it causes you to want to eat more food. It activates your sympathetic nervous system, which is a state where you're very uh, impulsive and reactionary. And again, as you can imagine, <laughs> when you're impulsive and reactionary uh, and tense, you tend to want to eat more unhealthy food. So it's going to make it harder to lose weight. So the more you focus in on your relaxation and deeper breathing and better breathing patterns, the better you're gonna have, better easier time you're gonna have losing weight. Uh, the next one is nourishment, right? So this is different than not eating the wrong foods. This is eating the right foods. When you nourish your body with more nutrient dense food, more nutrient variety, and you're getting that in your body, it makes you feel more satisfied. Because just like if you're not getting enough calories in your body, you're gonna feel hungry. If you are not getting enough nutrients in your body, your body sends you a hunger signal because it thinks you're in the natural world and when you eat, you're gonna get those nutrients. So if you're not putting good nutrients into your body, you're gonna be hungrier. And as you can imagine, that's gonna make it harder to lose weight. Uh, the next thing is movement. And there are just so many reasons why movement's gonna help you. And I'm not just talking about like cardio or you know weightlifting. I'm talking about just simple movement, walking, uh, doing chores. Uh, I'm talking about like kind of functional, just simple moving around activity level uh, movement. And when you start doing this, again, that's what your body's meant to do. And so when you start moving more, your body feels better. It can work at a more optimal level. And uh, also on top of that, there's just a lot of psychological benefits to moving more, you know? And so that puts you in a headspace and a biochemical space to encourage your weight loss and have an easier time with it. The next one's meditation. You know, if your mind is just spinning out of control all the time, you're always caught up in your thoughts. As you can imagine, you become more mindless, right? Because again, the more you're kind of in your thoughts, the less aware you are of what you're doing. And you will tend to, um, you'll tend to, you know, kind of do what you've always done. And if what you've done in the past has made you overweight and you're going to continue to be mindless and do what you've done, you're probably going to continue to be overweight. So again, the more you can kind of quiet your mind down and empty it out, the more mindful you can be, the more aware you are. And as you can imagine, <laughs> the easier it is to lose weight. And then finally is gratitude. You know, this is one of those things that's so really, oh, what's gratitude have to do with weight loss? It has a ton to do with weight loss. Um, your moods have a huge impact on what you eat. And so if you're the opposite of grateful, and again, there's lots of flavors that that ends up being, but if you are always feeling like things aren't fair and things suck and nothing's good, um, you know, it puts you in an emotional state where you say, I don't give a shit. I don't care what I eat. 
you know? And so the more grateful you feel is, and again, I, I'm choosing that emotion very, very specifically. The more you focus on practicing gratitude and feeling more gratitude, I'm telling you, it is one of the most powerful emotions to support your ideal weight and ideal health and happiness. It, it's just, again, everything I'm mentioning here, these are all leveraged activities. If you focus on them, by the nature of focusing on them, you're also focusing on your weight and your health and they all help out. So if you've been struggling to lose weight and you have not been doing these things, I would stop focusing on the calories so much and start focusing on these more fundamental aspects because once you get these in line, you're gonna find that A, you kind of naturally consume less calories and B, you have a much greater ability to influence how many calories you're consuming. So it's a uh, more holistic I think strategic approach to really mastering your weight than just focusing on calories. All right. So take this into account, let this kind of, you know, soak in a little bit and start focusing. You don't have to do them all at once, but start strategically implementing these into your life and notice what impacts it has on you. Notice if it does help you lose weight, right? Test it out. I hope this helps you. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I would love to take a swing at answering them. <laughs> That's what I do this for, you know, I want to give you some different perspectives on how to lose weight. Um, yeah. So he says, I'm dehydrated and I can fall asleep at any time, but I wake up every hour on the hour. That sucks, right? That, that sucks. Cause of course, obviously you just want to sleep right through things. This is how it is in life, right? We all got our challenges and, and sleep is just one of those big ones. Now I listed all those habits in order really of importance and sleep's one of the key ones. So, you know, if you wake up every hour, you know, that sucks. What I will say, and I, and I have focused a lot on, I actually have a program called Sleep at Will. Um, so I, I've given a lot of thought and, and done a lot of work with sleep. Um, you know, ideally we want to just want to sleep great. Go to sleep when we go to bed and then just sleep, wake up in the morning, right? That's the ideal. But sometimes this stuff happens where we just wake up, you know, every hour, wake up in the morning, you know, we, we can't control that. So the way to approach that again is, is first off to realize that sometimes we can't have the perfect thing we want. You know, and so in that situation, the next thing we got is this, okay, what's the best I can make out of this situation as it is, right? So if we start out and say, okay, even if I wake up every hour, what's the best way for me to deal with that? What I will suggest is that you really focus in on your relaxation. A lot of times what happens with sleep is you kind of, you know, you anticipate and you expect that you're going to wake up every hour and then, then it happens, right? You wake up, you wake up the hours but it's what you do at that moment that's gonna kind of dictate what follows. And so for a lot of people, they wake up and they say, ah, crazy, I'm up again. And then they start thinking about the next day and how tired they're gonna be. And by thinking about those things, they start releasing adrenaline, they start getting themselves all worked up. And now they're moving away from that state of sleep, you know, that state that kind of puts us to sleep. So I know you're not happy waking up every hour. I understand that. But we acknowledge that, we accept it, and we say, okay, what's the best thing I can do you know, if I do wake up every hour? And what I would suggest that is, is when you wake up is to focus on relaxing. Relax your body, quiet your mind, keep relaxing your body, feel yourself getting heavier. Again, this is self-hypnosis. You know, th that's why every hypnotist is, is usually pretty good at bringing someone right to the edge of sleep. Um, it's a process. And I can tell you as someone who was a horrible sleeper and is now a very good sleeper, it's a skill set you can learn. And so even if you do wake up every hour, that's kind of the worst case scenario. Even in that situation, you could probably make it better than you have been by focus on relaxing. And you may find that brings you closer to sleep. You may start to notice some hours go by where you're sleeping two hours at a time. But even if you wake up, you may find you fall back to sleep quicker. So again, that, that's a specific strategy may or may not work, but behind that is a philosophy where you keep focusing on the solution. And it can't be perfect necessarily, but you just want it to be better. And so if you keep practicing with that, you'll probably have a place that you can um, get some headway with that and make that better. But, but I know that that's a real challenge. So I feel for you there. That's a tough one. Um, let's see. Oh boy. <laughs> just skimming through all these things here. Yeah, so if anyone's got any questions, feel free to ask them. I have been a weight loss coach. I mean, I'm a hypnotist by trade, uh, a neurolinguistic programming practitioner. Uh, yeah, great. I'm glad. Yeah, Stacey, you're welcome. Um, yeah, give it a shot. You know, and that's the idea. We, do, we try things. We experiment. You know, some things work, some things don't. Um, but I can tell you, relaxation is the name of the game. When it comes to influencing your sleep, being relaxed is the key thing. Okay? Um and so, yeah, you know, my background is I'm a hypnotist, I'm a yoga instructor, I'm a neurolinguistic programming practitioner, I'm a strategic coach. Um, but really what I've focused on the last 30 years 
personally and 20 years professionally is weight loss and um, more specifically weight mastery. Cause I always like to make the distinction that it's really not about you losing weight. You know, um, your, your success for what you really want to accomplish, I think really begins when you shift your focus from just losing weight to living at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. And I think that, uh, you know, that's changes everything right from the beginning. And so I work with a lot of people though. <clears throat> I think I, I kind of fill up an area that mostly gets ignored when it comes to weight loss because most weight loss is really built around this idea that you're just gonna be told what to do, right? I mean, if you look at pretty much every diet, every workout plan, pretty much every weight loss solution out there that's not surgery or, or medical uh, pills is, uh, is really this idea, oh, here, eat this way, exercise this way. And then you're left to kind of get yourself to do it, which is another way to say that you never really learn how to influence your mind, how, how you think, how you feel, how you behave strategically. And so you're left with one tool, willpower, and you try and force yourself to follow these different plans. And there's really no strategy, there's no deeper strategy of how you're approaching this mindset wise. And I mean, think about it, right? What diet out there is teaching about mindset? You know, none of them, they're just telling you what to do and the reasons you should do it, you know? And um, they leave this big glaring gaping hole in the whole process, which is how do I get myself to follow this plan long-term? You know, because all the diets work, they've tested them all out, you know, so they know, um, you know, all of them are keto works, low fat works, Mediterranean works, Weight Watchers works. They all work because they're all just strategies to they're all just strategies to reduce calories. And when you reduce your calorie consumption consistently, you're going to lose weight. So it's, it's simple. It's a simple conceptually. And the diets are all simple conceptually. I mean, what could be easier than not eating carbs? What could be easier than just not eating for 16 hours? Right? Easy. No problem. Right? But but what belies behind the, the concept, the, behind such a simple concept is a very complex challenge of how do you get yourself to do it? How do you change your behaviors? How do you change your identity? How do you stay motivated? Right? How do you change your habits up? How do you all of a sudden eat differently than how you've been eating for the last 30, 40, 50 years? Right? That's where the challenge comes in. And no one ever talks about that. You know, there's giving you more and more plans for what to do. And you keep running into the same wall, which is that you can probably follow the plan for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months here and there. But more often than not, you can't stick with it. It's, it's too challenging. It's too much. You feel overwhelmed and you don't stay with it. And you keep looking for another plan, right? This idea there's going to be some magical diet out there that's so amazing that you can just follow it perfectly, you know? Um, but chances are probably that that's not going to happen, which I don't say that to discourage you. I say it to wake you up so that you stop looking for the diet as a solution. You know, it's not. Um, the real solution really starts, I believe, when you start to transform yourself from the inside out, right? You really want to focus on transformation, transforming yourself into the person you want to be, as opposed to looking for more information that you're going to try and follow. And again, what would be different? You know, you could have this diet plan in front of you, but if you're the same person who's tried, and, and even let's bring it into the, the main point, because what a lot of people do is they just keep trying the same diet, you know? But if you're trying Weight Watchers for the 30th time, you have to ask yourself the question, what's going to be different this time than the last time? The last 50 times I tried it. What do I need to change in order to get the results I want? What, what can I do differently here? And what the difference is, is really approaching it from a mindset perspective, you know, and um, realizing that you can influence how you think. You can influence how you behave. You can influence how you, you feel. You just never learned it. And once you know how to do those things, though, you can, as you can imagine, the whole process just transforms. It just changes um, because you have a new set of school uh, skills and, and things to deal with and work with. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, that, that's kind of what I help people with. And, uh, you know, it's it's a good thing because most people that I certainly obviously people that I work with, but um, even people just watching TikToks or on the lives, it's uh, it's freeing because if you're like most people trying to lose weight, you've been at this for a long time and you've been at this for decades and you're struggling, you know, you're not struggling in knowing what to do. That's the point I keep trying to make, you know, that that's, that's the fundamental shift you need to make, you know, cause in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I, cause, cause I, I was just, I just made a video on this. One of the things I always notice is, uh, if, 
like I'll do a video and someone will say like, oh, I lost a bunch of weight in the comments section, you know? And then everyone's like, oh my God, can you tell me how you did it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? And it's like, people approach it like it's a big secret. You, you know what I mean? Like, 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 oh, tell me the secret. Thinking though that it's like some magical meal plan. Like there's some meal plan you could follow that would just be so easy to just all of a sudden just follow, you know? But it, it that just kind of proves the point that there's such a an ignorance about the mindset piece of this whole process, you know? As far as m most people's mindset go, it's just, I just gotta force myself to do it. I know, I know what to do, I just gotta get myself to do it. And the get myself to do it really is code for, I just gotta force myself to do it by using willpower. And um, that does, it just doesn't work. <laughs> I'm not telling you something you, you haven't already experienced or don't know, right? How many times have you tried to force yourself to follow a plan and, and it lasts, again, a couple of days or a couple of weeks? Or I, I someone comment on a video that they've lost 80 pounds three times and put it back on three times. So what's going on there, right? How's that happen, right? The person clearly is able to lose weight and then they put it back on. So what's the difference between them losing weight and then putting the weight back on? Same body, same strategy, same plan. So what's the difference? I have to say it's mindset, wouldn't you? I mean, I mean everything else physically is the same. And so... Again, programming yourself then really was born out of the idea of finding people that had successfully lost weight and kept it off and interviewing them, find out what's going on. How'd you do it? Not just what you did. You know what I mean? Not, not just telling, oh, what'd you eat? What'd you exercise? But it, more importantly, like, how'd you change how you thought about this stuff? What's the internal shift that happened? How did you change your thinking in terms of weight, food, yourself, your health, your lifestyle, right? That's the important question that no one's asking. Because everyone just wants to hear what someone did. Well, shit, man, you, you don't need that answer. You you know that answer. I always say, you know, if you were a robot and you just typed in what you're going to eat all day and then you just ate that way, you wouldn't have a problem losing weight, right? You, you know, you know what you should and shouldn't eat pretty much. Again, the problem comes down to you know what you want to eat and then it gets time to do it and then you feel yourself wanting to eat something else and then you have no ability to stop that, you know, because the willpower is a shitty uh, tool to use when it comes to weight loss your brain's not built for that your brain's not built to rely on willpower for all your food decisions um, you're built to be on autopilot and if you think about it your eating is on autopilot you eat the same way your, your eating is very pattern oriented very pattern based and um, this is why uh, you know it, it, dieting is so hard because you're trying to you're trying to consciously with your willpower change all your eating. You're trying to micromanage your eating. And you're not built that way. You know, so like, it's kind of like if you decided, if you decided to like brush your teeth with the other hand, right? Like you're not to brush your teeth. You could do it, but all of a sudden it's a much more intensive experience because now you got to focus on it. You got to think about it a lot, right? Because when you brush your teeth with your regular hand, you're not thinking about it. You're just doing it. But all of a sudden you can brush your teeth with the other hand. Hey, what's up, Don? Um, when you brush your teeth with the other hand, it's uh, it takes a lot of thought and concentration, you know? Well, that's what's going, that's another level of the weight loss piece for you. You know, it's it's not, because again, you know, I don't know if anyone wants to write this, what do you think your problem is? And I'm not doing this to pick on anyone. I'm doing it just to illuminate that what you thought was the problem is not the problem. And that's an important piece of the puzzle because if you if you don't realize what the problem is, how would you ever find the solution? And so if you think the main problem is that you don't know what to eat, then uh, you're way off track, truthfully. Because the main problem is that you don't know how to change your behavior. I can tell you, I could give you the perfect meal plan. You still got to get yourself to follow it. You still got to learn how to live that meal plan. You know, and how are you going to do that? Again, in your mind, you think you're just going to follow it. I'm just going to force myself to do it. But that's not how your brain works. Again, you know, like losing weight metaphorically, it's almost like you decide like one day you're going to brush your teeth with the other hand, you're going to start writing with the other hand and, uh, you know, you're going to use your computer mouse with the other hand. That that would almost be like the equivalent is. You don't think of it this way, right? Because you just think of it logically. Oh, what should I eat? What should I not eat? Okay. Oh, I love food and it's, that's why I can't stick with it. But that's really just a small part of it. The bigger part of it is that all of your eating is automated. You eat the same shit day in and day out, week in and week out. Right? And it was, oh, I always eat something different. Well, what do you mean I always have? Well, sometimes I get barbecue lays and sometimes I get salt and vinegar lays and sometimes I get 
uh, you know, spicy dill pickle lays. That's not what I mean. Well, you're always eating lays. Do you know what I mean? But if you look at your eating, I promise you it's running in patterns. You're, you're eating the same way, you know, when Monday comes, you're eating kind of similar things. Tuesday, you know what I mean? Each day of the week. And it's repeating that way because that's how our brains work. We run on autopilot. And so really the big challenge of weight loss is not, it's not a knowledge nutrition problem. It's that you don't know how to change your habitual behaviors problem, you know? So if all of a sudden one day you decide, I'm gonna brush my teeth with my other hand, write with my other hand, and use my computer mouse with my other hand, you're gonna get about an hour into that day and feel overwhelmed and tired, right? Because now all of a sudden everything's way harder. I have to give, oh my God, everything I'm doing is so much harder now. I gotta think, oh my, you know, I'm brushing my teeth, oh, that's hard, Ugh. And then I'm using the computer mouse and you gotta think about it. It's not smooth. It's not automatic in that situation. That's what's going on with your weight loss when you try and change it is that it's um, you're changing these automated behaviors and you're trying to do it consciously. And uh, you can do it. You know what I mean? Just like you could use the computer mouse with the other hand. You could brush your teeth with the other hand. You can do it, but it's really tiring. And we don't like to do hard things long term, you know? And so this is the issue and you're not looking at it that way. And so you think that it's just a... Uh, you know, I'm emotional. Um, paint, what's that what say? Painter ML says, yes, I definitely use food as a way to relax and escape life. Yeah, exactly. Well, now that's the emotional piece too. That's another piece of the whole puzzle, you know? And so what do people do with emotional eating? They say, well, I got to stop emotional eating. Well, if you're using food as your primary way to relax and to escape life, to just get a fucking break, you know, from things, uh, and then you say, okay, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to stop using food for that because I want to lose weight. Okay, great. You know, a couple of days go by and maybe you lost a pound or two. Oh, cool. But you haven't relaxed now in three days and you haven't escaped and given yourself a break for three days. And you're probably ready to kill someone. <laughs> you know, you're probably stressed out and tense and frustrated and all the rest of it. So um, when it comes to emotional eating, it's not enough to just stop it. It's important to understand why am I doing it in the first place? What emotions am I looking for? So for you, this is good. You're, you're always a step ahead because you know you're using it to relax at least, right? And so instead of saying, oh, I'm gonna stop emotional eating, I would begin by approaching and saying, what are some other ways that I can relax that don't involve food? That's the question I begin asking. Because if you had another strategy to relax that didn't involve food, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to stop eating to relax because now you have another way to relax. Now you'll still have the food stuff going on a little bit, but you've still taken care of most of the benefit that emotional eating was doing for you, all right? And um, that's a better way to approach it, in my opinion, you know? I hope that makes sense to you, you know? But again, you know, what, what we tend to do with the weight loss thing is we tend to just, again, you got one tool, you got weight loss, uh, you got willpower, and you never really look at the deeper aspects of what's driving your behavior in the first place. And if you have no deeper understanding of it, um, you can't really find a solution. You know, you just find these band-aids, you kind of just keep putting on the problem and uh, it doesn't fix it. So, uh, you know, again, I always find for people, if they start getting more curious and start looking at becoming aware of why they're doing what they're doing, when they're doing what they're doing, what's triggering it, and you seek to understand it and have more data about it, that is the first step to genuinely resolving it. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah, and it, and it, here's the funny thing, right? I just had a client yesterday in the program. We, we do coaching calls every Tuesday, Thursday. And, um, you know, she's very, very smart. And she's been focused on weight loss for 30, 40 years. Um, but what what you find out when you when you have my experience, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I, I tend to work with people that are very successful professionally, personally in their lives, um, but they're struggling with the weight which in itself doesn't almost matter. It, like, it doesn't make sense, right? It's always such a weird thing, like when one area of life you've got like this willpower and this focus and this motivation, ability to take action, and then when it comes to your weight, none of those skills show up, right? That's always a weird thing. But um, what I know that, that you may not know, again, after doing 5,000 private weight loss sessions and, and speaking with people every day about their weight, is that you're missing obvious things. And that's what one of my clients said yesterday. She's like, I just like like you kind of bring it up and now it's like oh my god it's right there in front of me i just wasn't seeing it and i'm i'm here to tell you that's so much of your weight loss that's what's stopping you you think you know what you got to do to lose weight and you do not you do not 
And um, that's one of the most challenging things for people is because you spend so much time thinking about it, so you think you know what you got to do and you just got to force yourself to do it. And I'm telling you, that is 100% the wrong path. You know, you, you can't keep... You know, they've done this. There is, this is backed up neuroscientifically. They had people work on like crossword puzzles while they were scanning their brains. And um, it was really a study on impasses, right? When you get to this point where it's like, oh, I don't know. And what they found out is that people that keep burrowing down the same tunnel, just like trying to force themselves. I know it's got to be this. I know it's got to be this. I know it's got to be this. They get stuck a lot longer than people that kind of kind of brought this. So let me just kind of take a break first. Let me reset myself, start fresh. And they kind of end up going on a different path that brings them to the solution. But a lot of times we get so committed to the path that we're on. And um, I always say, I think this is like part of the sunk cost, if you're familiar with that sunk cost bias. When we invest in a philosophy and a strategy, when we invest the time, money, energy, emotions into a strategy, it's hard for us to, to let it go, right? There's this feeling of regret. Like we've, we've committed so much time and energy to it that it's gotta be the right way. You know, we, we gotta make it work to justify all that energy and time. Um, so I understand it, but it's it's probably the main thing keeping you stuck um, in your weight because, again, if you were a logical creature, right, you would probably look at how you've been a, approaching your weight loss and you'd realize, yeah, I'm always approaching it with a willpower focus. I'm, I'm not trying to learn how to influence my thinking. I'm not trying to learn to influence how I feel or strategically influence my, my habits or my emotions. I just want to follow a meal plan. I'm just gonna force myself to follow a meal plan. Tomorrow's Monday. Okay, no more, no more carbs, you know. And it's so black or white, all or nothing. And that's what you're doing. It it, it shows up in different ways. So oh, this, now no, now I'm doing intermittent fasting. It's amazing, 16 hours a day. But if you're really honest with yourself, you fucking hate it. You know, you don't like doing it. Now, if you like doing it, cool too. By the way, I'm not I'm not judging any of these things because everything works for people. Do you know what I mean? Like like keto works for people. Um, intermittent fasting works for people. All the, everything works for some people right? There's always people that succeed on every weight loss plan, you know, but if it doesn't resonate with you, if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. You know what I mean? And so I find a lot of people that diet industry that like trying to fit a, a square peg into a round hole and you spend all your time trying to force yourself to follow a plan that you don't like, you know, instead of figuring out and taking the time to figure out a plan that works for you. And, um, but anyways, get back to this idea that, you know, in NLP, we have a presupposition that we always say, that if something's not working, do something else. And we have to have that as a presupposition. The presupposition is almost like the commandments, right? The NLP commandments in a sense um, that we, we stay focused on because our human biases is we'll, we'll ignore that, which is why they have this saying, you know, that um, the definition of insanity is is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And um, that's what we tend to do, though. You know what I mean? Like that's a natural thing we all do and uh, it doesn't work, but we have to remind ourselves not to do that. You know, and that's kind of what I'm telling you here is that if you look at your weight loss approaches, uh, most likely you probably feel stuck. Um, you probably haven't lost any weight in a while. Uh, and what you think you need to do is you think, oh, okay, well, Monday, I'm going to kick it off Monday. And this week's funny. I mean, if you're in America, you know, like, you, you know, maybe this Monday would be great to do it. But, oh, wait, it's a holiday. So that's probably not going to work. Oh, then you're going to start on a Tuesday? Mm, maybe not. You know, I don't know. That's a hard day to start your weight loss plan. Now, what's your weight loss plan, right? It's the all, right? It's all or nothing. And so all is going to be no keto, 16 hours not eating, all my points going to be under, or whatever your philosophy is. It's going to be 100% perfect starting Monday. Oh, not Monday. Tuesday now. Mm, Tuesday. Now you got to wait till the Monday after now. <laughs> um, but all of that approach and that struggle and that way of approaching it is really rooted in the way that you think about weight loss, and the way you think about weight loss is, is screwy, you know? I, I'm not judging you. you. You think like a dieter because you've been conditioned to think like a dieter. And this is what I'm trying to point out to you, that this is this is the main problem for you. Um, you know, to put it in a different way, you know, if I sat in front of you here with a book that was this big and it had all the nu nutritional information of every food that, on the planet, like, is that going to be more helpful to you or is it going to be more helpful to have a pill that allows you to do what you want to do and eat the way you know you should, right? And of course, that's going to be more valuable because that's the main problem. Um, yeah, exactly, Don, right? Every day is an opportunity to build habits towards health. Absolutely. You know, no doubt about it. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's the mindset approach, you know? So if you feel yourself, like, like that's what I always say, like before you start your next attempt to lose weight, if there's nothing, if you haven't changed anything, if you haven't made any 
change in how you're approaching it from the last time you did it. Like you just say, okay, now I'm going to do it. Now I'm going to, I'm going to, now it's Monday. I got to do this. You know, well, that's the same shit you said the last 50 times too. And that didn't work. So it's like, if you're not, if you haven't made one tweak, one change, if you haven't learned at least one thing from the last time you tried to lose weight and it didn't work before you try again, uh, I feel like you're probably just going to waste your time and energy. I don't mean to sound like an asshole here. I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to sound discouraging. I'm trying to wake you up to the fact that the dieting is discouraging. Right? Painter ML says, how do we know if we think like a dieter? What are questions we can ask ourselves? That's a great question. That's a smart question to ask. Um, you do think like a dieter. I'll let you know that already. But just to prove the point, um, let me talk about what, what's a dieter think like. So, and again, I just want to preface this by saying it's not your fault you think like a dieter. It, we, we've all, all of us, if, if we live in the culture to any degree, we have all seen th- hundreds of thousands, probably millions of weight loss ads in our lives. And they all condition us to think about weight loss in the same way. Um, the outer frame of a dieter mindset is that you primarily think about weight loss as a temporary thing. You know, I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. The real focus is on losing the weight. And that is what starts the problem off. That's what kind of creates the problem in essence. Because as soon as you put a time frame around this process, now you say, well, okay, I'm going to do this until I lose the weight. So if it's a temporary thing, let's just go all in. Let's just do the most extreme thing we do to get the fastest results. And that's how you're approaching your weight loss is you don't give a shit. Just tell me what to do. I want to do. It. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. That's a dieter mantra. Here's the first thing you do. Is that what you think about 24 hours a day? I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. Is that what you're saying all the time? Right? Because that's the wrong goal. That is not the right goal. Um, the, the, the real goal is that you don't just want to lose weight. You want to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. You see? So the big dieter mindset, the first initial part is that you think it's a temporary thing. You think the goal weight is the finish line. Your goal weight is not the finish line. It's the starting line. You know, your, your weight loss is a never ending marathon, you know, and that, that shouldn't be something that discourages you because how long do you want to keep the weight off for? How long would you like to be thin and healthy for? Forever. Okay. So you're going to have to do this forever. And which is terrifies you because the way you're trying to lose weight. So again, let me go back into this. So, so if you're a dieter and you think about weight loss as a short term, and when I say short term, temporary, I mean, because um, it depends how much weight you have to lose. But you think about weight loss as the process. You know, that's the goal. I'm gonna get to my goal weight, and then you say, okay, well, I'll do extreme things to make it happen quick. And now this is where the problem starts because you're approaching your weight loss like it's a sprint, and uh, just like any sprint, if you make if you trip a little bit running a sprint, you you failed. You know, the only thing you can win a sprint is perfection. And so that's how you're going into your dieting. It's all or nothing. And the second you make a mistake, it feels catastrophic. And uh, this is why you keep cycling through. If, you, if you're really honest with yourself with your weight loss approaches, you're going to notice the same pattern. It doesn't matter which diet. All the diets are the same. Do you understand that? It, they're, they're different philosophically. I get that. But they're all the same in the sense that they're just telling you what to do. And they're telling you the perfect plan. And then you're supposed to start tomorrow, Monday, being perfect with it. And in your mind, you imagine you're going to start tomorrow, Monday, be perfect, and you're just going to go be perfect right to your goal weight. It's, 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 I like this. It's magical thinking. It's fantastical thinking. It's, it's, it's childish, immature thinking, you know, to be honest. It, it's, not, it's not a well-thought, strategic, structural, systematic approach to weight loss that you're following, you know? It's really not. Um, because the meal plan is just one tiny little piece of the puzzle, you know? All the diets work, man. All the diets work. So it's like you can pick any diet. They're all exactly the same. Like like in, in the essence, they, they all will work if you follow them to the letter. Which reveals the big problem, that, that you can't follow them for long. Which reveals the, the real question. So, yeah, do you think like a diet or do you think about it temporarily? Do you think to yourself, how can I lose the weight forever? How can I live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on your autopilot? Have you ever had that thought? Or do you just keep asking yourself, how can I lose the weight? Here's another way a dieter thinks is um, this really isn't just a dieter, but this is a huge part of the problem, is that you're very problem-oriented. And this isn't, like, again, this really isn't even just a dieter thing, but but I know everyone's problem-oriented. Anyone who's struggling with their weight, I know most of my clients are overthinkers, and this is a problem. <laughs> Overthinking's not the problem. It's the thoughts that you're overthinking. That's the problem. And tell me if this isn't what you're constantly thinking. What the fuck's wrong with me? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why can't I eat better? Why do I keep eating ice cream? Why do I keep doing this? 
Why do I keep screwing up? Why am I ever going to lose the weight? Can I ever do this? Why don't I stick with something? Oh shit, I did that again. Why do I keep doing that? Right? (laughs) Is this not what you're asking yourself and talking to yourself about 24 hours a day? That's what you're saying to yourself, you know? And that's the problem. You know what I mean? You're, you're focusing on the problem. You don't realize you're doing it, but you're focusing on the problem. And, and now again, I, I, you, you logically think you're going to come up with some magical answer. It's all of a sudden going to fix it all. You know, you think you have this amazing cognitive breakthrough. It's just instantly going to change everything, you know, and it's not because your weight loss is not about information. It's really about practicing. I always use it writing with your hand. You're not a write with your hand, right? You're not everything there is to know about writing. You, you, you could write a, a word, a sentence, a paragraph, a whole page of words if you wanted to. Boopity boop, boop. But can you write with the other hand? No. Even though you know everything there is to know about writing, you can't do it with the other hand. And this is a good example of why you're not losing weight. Because you think just because you know about the perfect plan that you should just be able to do it. And information does not equal behavior, as evidenced by the handwriting example. And so you put yourself into this place as a dieter where it's all or nothing. And if you make one mistake, you feel like you blew it. When in reality, the mistake's part of learning and growing. You tell me something you've learned how to do skill-wise that you didn't make mistakes with first. Like a computer mouse, right? You take that for granted. Remember the first time you used that computer mouse? This shit was all over the place. Remember that? Right? It wasn't smooth. Did you not know how to do it? You need to read a book first? It wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened? Of course not. You needed to play around with it and have a... And then it gets smooth all of a sudden right? But it's because you gave yourself time to practice it. When it comes to your weight loss, we're, again, we're, we're not talking about it. It's not a knowledge issue. You already know what you should and shouldn't eat. That's not the problem. The problem is you don't know how to eat that way consistently. And it takes practice in order to do it. And you're not approaching your weight loss and your eating, your new eating patterns. You're not approaching them as something you need to practice. You're approaching them as something you need to do, and you're going to force yourself to do it. And then when you don't do it, you feel devastated. Is that not true? <laughs> What did Natalie say? Is that Natalie? Is that what your name is? Yes. Natalie's Magic. It's a cool name. Make fast food better for those that don't have time to go home between jobs. Yeah, sure. Everyone's got their challenges. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no... God, it's just... It's so crazy because, like, when I say it, it's like, I know it's, like, obvious, but you just... it's it, That's the amazing part. And this is why... I don't know. I, you know, I... Oh, what the hell's going on? freaking sprinkler broke and uh i can hear it pouring water onto my electricity (laughs) it's not supposed to be running though i gotta do i have it here where'd i put it got a little sprinkler head broke off my irrigation system but i don't know why it's running let me send the little Anyways, yeah, yeah. So everyone's got their challenges. And so, you know, like, again, some people may, might work a lot. And so it's hard to get the food ready. Okay. So instead of just saying, like, okay, tomorrow I start my diet. Everything's perfect. Well, how about you? Um, how about you just start str- str- strategizing what works for you? That takes a little bit of time. You know, I always say this to people, like, I could sit here and just make a diet and it would just be like, what do I eat? But I, I would never do that because it has no chance of working for you. Diets have a 95% failure rate. It's like what I eat is what I eat. It works for me. I got a specific, I like certain foods that you don't like. Um, certain foods appeal to me and, and work for me and make me feel good that, that probably wouldn't resonate with you. Um, I've got a certain lifestyle. I work from home. You know, I've got a different lifestyle than you probably have. So if I just wrote my diet plan up and gave it to you, what, what chance have you to have a working? Like, like you're not me. You're not my situation. But this is what you keep doing with the diets. You just, like it's so crazy. I was thinking this, I was saying this yesterday. Like, because you want to know what I want to do is I want to inoculate you from the fucking thinking like a dieter. And the diet mindset is that, because listen, you want to know what dieting is? Dieting's all bullshit. Like it really is. Dieting is a bunch of bullshit that was installed there by companies that are, do you know all the big diets you, you know and reference? When you reference weight loss, 
you're referencing these big diets that are owned by food companies. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Did you know Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle? Did you know Atkins Food Products is the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon? Did you know Slim Fast, the same company, owns uh, Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream? Do you really think if those diets were really good at helping people not eat those bullshit foods that they would be promoting them and putting them out there? Does that make any sense to you? It was only got different divisions. Stop it. When they buy a program yourself then and blast that out to the world, and I'll, I'll, I'll eat those words, <laughs> but they're never going to do that because everyone's in program yourself didn't stop eating that shit so much because what we do to them mentally. So, so come on. They, they get you coming and going is why they invest in those diets. They love for you to think like a dieter because what's a diet? I'm going to summarize it for you here. Okay. Is every diet is marketing. And the, the secret of the marketing for diets is that they pick the one thing. They know that their clientele, they know that their market, they're overwhelmed, frustrated, exhausted, tired, overworked, all the rest of it, stressed out. And so every diet, you want to be able to put every diet into one container. They pick the one thing. Every diet's built around the one thing because they need to make it seem conceptually simple. It's a carnival game. So they pick one thing and they say, oh, just do this. You know, oh, just stop eating carbs. Just stop eating for 16 hours. Just count your points. Just eat Mediterranean food. Just eat less fat. Just eat vegetables. Just eat meat. Just eat this time of day. Just eat grapefruits. Just <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's just it's always the one thing. I can promise you there's not just one thing you need to change to change and transform your weight. And you know this. I know you know this deep down. How, how could it be? Because how long have we had diets for? Wouldn't one diet rise above the rest at this point? And it, that never happens, right? It's just, it's a never ending fucking clown car stream of diets and bullshit. Is it not? <laughs> right? What's the big ones now? Intermittent fasting. Oh, you're just, that, that's it? Just stop eating for 16 hours and that's going to answer everything? Because maybe it would. I'm not saying that, that technically they all work. I'm not talking about the effectiveness. If you were a robot and you just followed any of these systems to the letter, you'd, they all work for you. But what you're not taking into account is, does that work for me? That's why it drives me crazy. Listen, there's aspects of keto I like. You don't need to go into ketosis to be thin and healthy. You got to cut the refined carbs down probably. You know, and that's what that one's built around. You know, by the way, going into ketosis was a diet made for epileptics. That's something that came up to try and help epileptics. So there you go with that. There's no society that's lived in ketosis their whole lives. You know, it's just a bullshit. It, 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 and again, I'm not, I'm not against it. Yes, we, you know, the number one source of calories for adult Americans is, is uh, baked goods. And the next five, they're all high refined grains dishes, pretty much, you know? So yeah, refined grains are a huge problem. Sugar's a huge problem, you know? But uh, they pick one thing and, and they say, oh, I could do that. He said, oh, I could, I could stop eating carbs. And then you go and do it and you realize, oh shit, all I eat is carbs. Turns out I'm gonna have to completely transform how I eat, <laughs> you know? Well, that sounds a little tougher, but that's the reality of it. And so we need to have a more holistic, comprehensive approach to weight loss. The plan is just a small part of it, you know? And the idea that someone's going to give you a plan, I say this all the time because it's like, think about this. Let me put it in a different context. But the idea that, that a person you've never met, who's never met you, is going to tell you how to eat for the rest of your life. Like, how desperate do you need to be to accept that? Would you let me tell you how to eat, um, how, how to dress, how, what music to listen to, what movies to watch? Would you? You're just going to let me tell you how to dress and what movies and music to listen to for the rest of your life? Come on. <laughs> you know, it's just like, give me a break, man. It's like, you got to take this on yourself. You know, this is, I don't know. You know, this is the thing to me. It's like you're, and that's another thing about the diets is they get you fixated on just how you look, you know? So you're trying to get motivated just so you can look better. And that's the weakest form of motivation because what we're talking about here. And this is why the diets want you to just focus on how you're looking because they're owned by all the food companies. And the food companies don't want you to think about the real story here. They want you to fix on just how you look because the real story is this is how you're eating, your weight is probably the number one thing that you can influence that's going to influence how long you live on this planet. And you say, oh, I don't give a shit the last couple of years, I don't care. And the quality of your life during all of those years. What would make you happier than if you woke up tomorrow morning at your goal weight, feeling healthy, feeling good about yourself, knowing you could maintain it for the rest of your life? Is there anything else in your life that could make you happier than that? I mean, I'd take that over a million bucks, you know? 
and you're not thinking about it that way. You're not, you're not. You, you va- oh yeah, my health too. It's a throwaway. Your main focus when it comes to weight is like, I want to look better. It's the weakest form of motivation. It's literally, there's a science of motivation, by the way. I teach this in the program. You don't know it probably, which is the big part of the problem is you don't really know how to motivate yourself. I'm not going to get into that right now, but, um, but mostly you're thinking about losing weight because you want to look better. That's an extrinsic motivator. It's the weakest form of motivation. And you wonder why you can't stick to a plan. It's because you're not motivated. You're really not. You're not motivated. You wish you'd lose weight. You don't really want to. And that's the big difference. And so once you get your motivation straight, you know, everything else is easier. But anyways, let me see. If anyone's got questions, feel free to ask them. I've been kind of caught up there for a second, but I promise I'll answer them. It took me a year to work on it daily, not on autopilot quite yet. Yeah, it's okay, Don, right? It's not, I mean, autopilot's relative, you know? You just want to be more. It's the 1% better every day. That's the secret. Um, that's the real secret, if you want to know what it is. That's the big one. Uh, Romy says, my healthy habits started with drinking more water, shifting my mindset to thinking of food as fuel. Yeah, Romy, that's brilliant, brilliant. That's what I mean. It's a step-by-step thing, you know? It's like, we can't do this all at once. That's the other bullshit thing about the diets is that they get you to think about instant results. And that's all That's all you do approaching weight loss. If it's not going to be fast, you don't want to do it. There's a saying, right? People overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. You're always approaching your weight loss like... You're, you're only, th- you know, I always say it's like dieters think in terms of days, weeks, and months. And weight masters think in terms of years, decades, and forever. That difference is enormous. It's the whole game, you know? You just, because think about it this way, right? Let me just put it in a different context. Like your weight loss, the weight loss is just a phase, right? So I don't know how much weight you got to lose, but at most it's going to take you a couple a couple months, a couple years maybe to, to get to where you want to be goal weight-wise, Okay. And so maybe it's a couple of years and then you got decades that you want to live at that weight. Do you know what I mean? So, so it's the same problem. It's like, this is the, the weight mastery piece where you live at your goal weight and this is the weight loss piece of it, right? This little piece. And all you do is fixate on this part. And so it causes you to choose these extreme approaches that you can't stick with. Right? <laughs> is that not what's happening? You're all or nothing. And as Monday comes around and you go all and you're all for a couple days, a couple weeks, and then you go back to nothing. Is this, is this not what happens? Am I crazy? <laughs> but good job, Rami. That's a good one. I'm a healthy movement, improve my sleeping habits. Yeah, great, great. That's what I mean. Like, you've got to look at this more holistically because it is a holistic thing. Your weight is affecting every area of your life. What's the most important area of your life? Your relationships with your kids, with your parents, with your partners, being an employee, working, being an entrepreneur, whatever, what is most important to you in your life? What do you value most? Okay. And I'm sitting here telling you that your weight and inability to change it is directly negatively impacting that thing. It's making your relationship with your kids worse. It's making a relationship with your partner worse. Not because of how you look, but because you're thinking about your weight all day long. You're frustrated with it. You feel depressed about it. You have health issues about it. Your body hurts. Your knees hurt. You're worried about being insulin resistant. You don't feel good. You're tired. You don't like how you look. You don't like how you feel. That shit, you're just living in that stew of shit. It's not about how you look. This is what I'm trying to tell you. The diet I was trying to talk, talk about how you look. I, I'm, how you look matters. I'm not saying you don't want to, that's, that's a valuable piece of the motivation puzzle. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it's, it's like they, they focus you exclusively on that when the real story's over here. Again, it's just it's magic 101. How does magic work? Well, the magician, you know, misdirects you. You know, they, they say, look over here while they're doing the magic trick over here. And that's what's happening with the diet. They're getting you to focus just on how you look. And they're not having you look at the fact that this weight issue is potentially going to cause you to live three years, six years, 10 years less. This is real. I mean, there's a Framingham heart study. I'm going to mess the numbers up, but I'll get them in the ballpark. But they had overweight women lived an average of three and a half years less and obese women lived an average of seven years less. So we're talking, my father died 54 of a heart attack. 54. So that's what I'm talking about. And when we get into this realm of really looking at weight loss as life or death, and I don't know, maybe you buy into that, maybe you don't. And if you don't, that's just like, that's even more <laughs> evidence that that's the problem is your mindset, you know? 
And this is why you're not really motivated. Let me give you the example. I'm going to do it because I have to do it. Um, this is my whole spiel on you, you think you want to lose weight and I'm telling you, you don't. If you're not actively losing weight, it's almost guaranteed it's because you don't want to. You're probably not doing the things to make you lose weight because you don't want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight. And I think you're conflating the two. And you wish because you think about losing weight all the time, but that doesn't mean you want to do it. And so what does a real want to lose weight feel like? And I use this kind of shitty thought experiment to, to explain it, but I think it's, it makes a good point is if you think about how motivated you are to lose weight right now on a scale of zero to 10, one to 10, what, what would you say your motivation is to lose weight? How motivated are you to lose weight right now? Right, give yourself a score. Okay. Now let's imagine that the person that you love the most in your life, right? The person that's the most important in your life was kidnapped. And the kidnapper said, listen, if you don't lose weight, you're never going to see this person again. Now what's your motivation in that situation? Right, now that's a 10. Now let's just stay with that 10 for a second. How does that feel? If you were that motivated, right? The kidnapper said, I'm going to put all your favorite foods around you for the month too. What are you going to do? You know, what you're going to do is you're, you're going to focus on that goal so intensely that that, that food just f falls to the peripheral. You're guaranteed you're going to lose weight. Right? That's an extreme example. I understand that, but it's just to prove the point that when you're genuinely motivated, the whole process is a lot easier and you're probably not genuinely motivated. You know, that's why in the program we start with motivation. So part of getting to that motivation is to realize that really what we're talking about is life and death. And if that's not motivating enough for you, we're also talking about really the quality of life right now until your last breath on earth. Is that not directly related and again, not by how you look. I'm talking about how you feel, how your body's operating. You can tell me the same quality of life. If your knees are killing you. You can't, you know, it hurts to walk. You know, you can't get on the floor. You feel like shit about yourself, right? You don't like going shopping. You don't like clothes. I feel like crap. Don't feel good. He's all day living in that stew. You know, never mind. Imagine there's no one else on the planet. So it's not about how you look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you miss that part. You never think about that part. Or if you do, it's just not, it's not, powerful enough. And this is, is kind of like an example of a mindset approach. You see what I mean? Like I'm telling you the main thing between you and your goal weight is your mindset. It's, it's not another diet. It's not another fucking meal plan. <laughs> it's not, it is, uh, your mindset. It's got to change. And, um, until it does, you know, you'll probably just continue to, to go around the same, the same cycle you've been going through, you know? Let's see if anyone's getting questions. Thanks, Deb. I see you there. How's it going? The last six months, I've maintained that loss. Yeah, great, Rami. And again, I'm not even surprised because I can hear the way you're thinking about it, you know? It's not about the weight. You've got to make the... Your weight loss really can't just be about weight. I know that sounds strange. Um, you got to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. You need to give this process of losing weight and mastering your weight ultimately more meaning because right now, there's really not a lot of meaning to it. Oh, I want to look better. Okay, You've wanted to look better for 30 years and it hasn't motivated you. So why would all of a sudden it's going to make it motivate you now that you're 50 and it didn't motivate you when you were 30? What sense does that make? You know, if you're just trying to lose weight so you can look better, you're fucked. I, I think unless you're like a model, if because if you were a model, there's more meaning to it, right? Because now if you're a model, the way you look involves your career. You know what I mean? Like, like your relationships, your finances, all this other stuff, you know? But if you're just a regular person, you know what I mean? Just wanting to look better. I'm telling you, it's not enough. You don't have to believe me, but I challenge you. If that's your main motivation for the last 30 years, you haven't gotten the results, how are you going to argue with me? You know? So you got to make this more meaningful, which isn't a hard thing to do because how are you going to argue with me that your weight isn't directly related to your lifespan and your quality of life during those years? Like, do you not believe that? I mean, if you don't, you know, hey, that's fine. We're all, we're all you know, free to believe what we want, but I believe that. And that's a huge part of my motivation um, strategy. So, Rami says, I like your idea of living in autopilot. Yeah, I've been listening to your podcast, working towards that. Yeah, awesome, Rami. See, that's smart. Right? You all should be listening to my, uh, my podcast, but I'll tell you what else you should do, folks, if, if, you, if you haven't done this yet, is, um, well, first of all, you should follow me on TikTok, right? Because it's like, that, that shit's amazing. <laughs> the, the, to see my videos regularly is probably like one way to put your weight loss on autopilot because let's be honest, if, if we're really honest with ourselves, what happens is your, your focus on weight loss kind of comes and goes, right? And so just by following me, you know, at least you're going to get some weight loss. And again, I'm not, I don't bust your chops in the videos like I do on these lives. You know what I mean? It, it's very encouraging and supportive. I'm just hitting you with quick, you know, things most of the time. Um, 
But what I would suggest you do is go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session. I give you a free hypnosis session. It's a new thin me. And um, it's a kickstart session to help you clarify and connect to your goal weight and dream body. And then you'll, you'll naturally feel a sense of motivation, you know, without any willpower. And I bet that if you listen to that session a couple times, you will automatically and naturally start making healthier food choices. Okay. That's part of it. And then I also give you a training, three steps to master your weight. If you, if you, now I'm going to bust your chops a little bit here because, you know, I was just talking about motivation. How motivated are you to lose weight? I don't think you're that motivated. I, I don't take it personal. You know what I mean? Like I've done over 5,000 private weight loss. I've done this for a while. And so don't get mad at me. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe you are motivated. Okay. So, so fine. All right. But I think like what you're going to do in the next 10, 15 minutes here is going to prove some of that. Cause if you've been struggling to lose weight and you feel like you tried everything and here I am saying, I'm going to give you a free hypnosis session. I give you a free training. It's about a half hour, three steps, to master weight. It's a brand new paradigm, how to master weight. It's completely free. And I email you every day with these positive, supportive coaching messages. It's free. It's all free. It would take you about a minute to click the link, answer the four questions I ask you so I can give you the custom session. And, uh, and then that's it. You know, now all of a sudden you, you've, you've, you've got this thing in your life that, that's helping you start to change your weight in a new way. And it costs you nothing but probably 30 seconds or a minute. Will you do it though? And if you don't even do that, how motivated are you? You know what I mean? It's right. So I don't, I don't, I'm not here to put your feet to the fire, but I just, I want to point out um, that for most people, the motivation is not there because most people will not do it. Most people will not click the link and go listen to the 10 minute hypnosis session. They won't even do, never mind if you're going to listen to that. They won't even put their email in just to get the emails that I send, you know, that, that are going to help. And so if you're not even willing to do that, how motivated are you? which is not a problem. There's nothing wrong with not being motivated. But if you're not even motivated to do that, that tiniest little bit of action, then let yourself off the hook. Stop busting your balls uh, that you haven't lost weight and beating yourself up about it. Just cut the shit, you know? Because this is what I'm trying to say. There's nothing wrong with being overweight. There's nothing wrong with not wanting to lose weight at all. The problem is when you live on the fence and you're like, one day, this is called the ambivalence. One day you're like, oh God, I got to lose the weight. And the next day you're like, ah, fuck, I don't want to think about it. You know, just make a decision, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just decide. I don't give a shit. I don't, I really don't care. I, I don't care. I got extra 30 pounds. I mean, who gives a shit? I got family loves me. Partner loves me. You know, I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm doing all this stuff. Great. Okay. And then live that life. There's nothing worse than, oh, I want to lose the weight. Oh, I don't care. I want to lose the weight. I don't care. Oh my God. That seesaw is the worst part of the whole thing. So use this as an example. I mean, if, you, if you're not willing to take that to put that in there, you probably don't care that much, which is fine. But just acknowledge it and then go enjoy your food. Go enjoy your life. You know, stop living life on the fence. I, I feel like that's probably the worst, most uncomfortable place to live life is right on that fence, right? Oh, I want to lose weight. No, oh, I don't. I don't want to lose weight. No, I don't. You know, just get congruent. Fuck it. Who cares? Who cares? So you're overweight. It doesn't matter. You've probably been overweight for a long time. So what? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, there's no, there's no right or wrong plenty of people live their life overweight and by the way so i want to make clear too i've been talking about weight loss and lifespan and, and whatever you know some of that's real and some of it is manufactured because of how we think about things so that's what i'm trying to tell you you know like if you're listen if you're if you're obese you're really that that's a direct correlation to a shorter lifespan okay um if you're in the you know if the normal bmi range you know is here and you're kind of in the overweight range by a small percentage you know, they're finding out that that doesn't necessarily have to have any impact on your health. You know, if you're living a healthy lifestyle, that, that amount of extra weight's fine. You know, it's when you start getting towards the obese range that, that, you know, it's lifespan. But anyway, so if you're in that range where you could potentially be healthy, fuck it. You know what I mean? Who cares? If you haven't cared about your weight for 30 years, just stop caring. Just let it go. You know what I mean? Go live your life and enjoy yourself. You know, that's another piece of the puzzle, you know, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, now you get out of here in a minute. Uh, Shane Cox says, I saw your video on the salad prep. What do you recommend for dressings? Um, you know, I use, here's the thing, you know, first off, I just want to say, it's, it's the quantity is the first thing, right? So what I'm, what I'm getting at is, it, say, say you don't like salad at all. And so say like, well, if I could put blue cheese on it, I'd eat salad, I wouldn't mind it. Okay, to me, I would eat blue cheese dressing if I could get salad with lots of nutrient density and variety in it into my body. Okay. Kind of like a, a tablespoon of sugar makes the medicine go down sort of thing. Great. 
Okay. Um, now, if you're going to use blue cheese dressing, I would not suggest using a ton of it, right? Because that's, that's going to kind of negate things. But um, I like to look at things in phases. So the first phase might be, I hate salad, but if I could have blue cheese, it'd be okay. Okay, great. Use blue cheese then. And then just monitor how much you're using of it. Um, and here's a quick tip for you. If you're going to use dressing that's a little higher calorie, put it in a bowl and mix it. You can use literally half, a quarter of the dressing you normally, if you're just putting on the top, that's a bad strategy, okay? So mix it around and let the stuff get on everything, and you can really use a fraction of the dressing and still get a lot of the flavor. Um, but, you know, you put those dressings on, and then you, you slowly kind of whittle them down. Me, personally, I use... My, my main thing I'm looking for is I want natural dressings. I don't want processed stuff. I don't like... As soon as you start introducing artificial things into your diet, you don't know what effect that's going to have on you. You know, so the, the cleaner your eating is, the more natural, unprocessed the food you're eating, I think the easier time you're going to have with the weight loss... Um, so yeah, but any, I, I usually use, uh, sometimes I use like Annie's dressings. Um, they've kind of gotten ridiculously expensive. I, I really, it really sticks in my craw. I don't want to spend $7 for a jar of dressing. I really have a hard time with that. Um, I have recently been using, like I use a, it's a local dressing. They literally make it two ounces down. This is the weirdest thing. Um, they literally make this dressing I've been using for a while. It's called Annie's Greek gold. I don't even think you could get that. I don't know. I think it's how far places. Another one is I use like, I think it's Ken's. I'm feeling like it's Ken's. It's like their natural version of it. And that they're Greek. I've been using that lately. That's pretty good. But again, don't, don't get too caught up on the dressings. You just remember what I said about, about the number of them, but start with the dressing you like, and don't worry about the calorie piece, you know, because the first phase is just getting more salads into your life and looking forward to them is a big part of making that happen. Okay. So that'd be my suggestion. Here. Oh, this friggin' TikTok. It's I know I keep saying this, but they changed the algorithm so that uh they and if I'm missing your questions, I apologize. They changed the algorithm like or, or whatever the, not the algorithm, but the interface. So what I'm doing lives, it used to just be like the questions that show up, and now it shows me like every person that joins the whole time. And so it's like ninety-five percent people joining and leaving, and uh, it's hard to get to the questions. So I apologize if I'm missing them. Romy says kayak with my boys was so much easier with the weight loss, getting to make memories. Then yeah, Romy, great job. I'm really proud of you. You're doing you're, everything you're doing. I love what I'm hearing. You know. Now again, why do I like what she's saying? Because there's more context to it. You see what I'm saying? Like the weight loss. She's not just saying, and I'm sure she's happy that she's looking better and she feels better how she looks. I, I'm not negating that. But the, it, it's focusing on going kayaking with my boys and making memories. And it was easier and is more enjoyable now. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? That's more, that's what we call intrinsic motivation. Spending time and making memories with people you really love, doing interesting, exciting things. That's where the motivation comes from. The real motivation that you're looking for. So that's a great job. Great, great job. Um, let me see here. Um, happily ever laughter. <laughs> you're funny. Thanks. Uh, that makes sense. Thank you. Oh, good. Got to them all. Um, all right. Yeah, I got to get out of here. But uh, yeah, listen, anyone, if you if you haven't, you just ways you can kind of stay in my world. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I, have a, I have a program and, and you can work directly with me, coaching program. You can learn about that at programyourselfthen.com. Uh, the podcast, I would definitely suggest listening to that, especially if you go for walks or just bumming around the house or doing whatever. Uh, it's Program Yourself Then. It's on all the main podcast platforms. Uh, TikTok, obviously, I'm putting videos up. Um, but most importantly, I would really suggest, and I got a lot of cool stuff coming um, for my email list, is go join that email. Go get your hypnosis session, listen to it, test it out. What do you got to lose, man? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's free. And go watch the training. It's, uh, I think the training is great. I got a new training coming out too, the Weight Mastery Pyramid. I'm so excited to share that with you guys. Um, and again, if you follow me on TikTok, you'll see it uh, somewhere along the way. But if you get my email list, you're guaranteed to see it. So again, I'd strongly recommend you do that. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to use chopsticks, LOL. Um, I use chopsticks to eat my salad too, by the way. Eating with chopsticks, I think is great. You know, Japan's got one of the lowest obesity rates in the world. I don't know if it's because they eat with chopsticks. You can start eating pretty fast with chopsticks. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that's the reason, but I like eating with chopsticks because it does, I think it's easier to be more mindful and more intentional when you're eating, when you're using chopsticks, you know, even if you're good at them. So that's funny though, but that's a great strategy. Again, what I was, I, you know, I was talking about dieting, but really what you're looking for, what's really going to get you, what you're intuitively thinking you want, the, the goal you truly want to lose the weight once and for all and live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot as a healthiest, happiest, best version of you. No meal plan. No diet is going to make that happen by itself. 
You need to have different strategies of how to think differently. Again, the weight mastery pyramid is mindset, lifestyle, eating. You need strategies of how to think differently, feel differently, behave differently. You need lifestyle habits of how to live differently that support your weight loss and your happiness. And you need eating strategies that are custom made for you. That's how you get that ultimate goal that you're looking for. There's no diet plan out of a box. Just stopping eating carbs is not going to do that for you. Okay? That's, that's one little part of it. You can eat less carbs, right? You can stop eating for 16 hours. That's one. I, I intermittent fast. So I, I eat less carbs. So I, I, I take all parts of these things. But that I promise you, just stop eating carbs is not going to do that for you. It's a, it's a tiny little piece of the puzzle. You've got to start thinking bigger here. Okay, make your goal bigger, not just losing weight. That's a short-term goal that's just focused on one dimension. I just want to lose weight. I don't give a shit what I got to do. I don't care if I'm miserable. I just want to lose weight. Okay, well, that's a recipe to potentially, best case scenario is you lose weight for a little while and then put it back on because you can't live that way. And what we're talking about is getting back to your goal weight and then living the rest of your life there on near autopilot. Tell me that's not your real goal, okay? So make that explicit for yourself and make that the goal that you're aiming at and you're going to find that it changes the entire path. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. Thanks for your questions. Have a great weekend and we'll talk soon. Bye.